RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The top stories. Police arrest a man for allegedly molesting a 12-year-old girl during a burglary. Hong Kong reports three new local COVID cases, but all are traceable. And the IMF gives an upbeat assessment of economic growth, especially from China. Police say they have arrested a man for allegedly molesting a 12-year-old girl left at home alone, while his female partner allegedly burgled her public housing flat last Thursday. Timmy Sung reports. Police say the duo had first tried to get into her Sao Maoping apartment by pretending to hand out free face masks, but then threatened to have authorities take away a dog inside the flat when the 12-year-old girl refused to let them enter. When the girl opened the door, police say the 47-year-old man proceeded to sexually molest the victim, while a female suspect, aged 38, was said to have searched the flat for valuables. Police also say the alleged assault was recorded on the suspect's phone. Officers say the pair eventually left with around $5,600 worth of property, including 1300 in cash, a mobile phone and a necklace. The girl was said to have made her own way to the police station after the duo left. Officers say a social worker has been assigned to follow up on the case. Health officials have reported just three local coronavirus, case, coronavirus cases today, all of them linked to a previous patient. Violet Wong reports. The three patients are a 31-year-old woman, a newborn baby boy and a girl aged seven. All of them live at Wat Hong House in Yao Tong, the same address as a 32-year-old man who was diagnosed a day earlier. At the nearby Lei Yu Moon Plaza wet market, vendors were taking extra precautions after the man's diagnosis. Some were using extra disinfectant or changing their face masks more often, while others asked customers to avoid touching their products. Health authorities had ordered a deep clean at the market. The man had visited every day for the past couple of weeks. His was the third case linked to the market in a fortnight. Health officials also reported four further imported cases, three from India and one from Pakistan. An infectious diseases expert has urged caution on the idea of reducing quarantine requirements for people arriving from areas considered to be low risk. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan said last week that new arrivals from such places would only need to spend 14 days in hotels instead of 21. Joseph Tsung from the Medical Association said he was concerned that the relaxation could allow mutated strains of COVID-19 to enter the SAR. I think the government should keep a close eye on the situation's update from countries around the world, uh, not just only for those high-risk areas, but also from those uh, low-risk uh, countries. In particular, on the data of the variant mutants in particular countries. So the quarantine period for those arriving to Hong Kong has to be adjusted accordingly. Hong Kongers have taken advantage of warm weather at the end of the long holiday to make a trip to the newly reopened beaches. COVID precautions had left beaches off limits since December and they were also closed for much of last year. Fifteen were allowed to reopen on Friday. Mr Fung, who was among the crowds at Repulse Bay, said the five-day break proved ideal for outdoor activities. He'd previously taken his children to Disneyland and on a trip to the countryside. All about our tech. Because of the COVID-19, my boys and my, my daughter have to go to school by Zoom. So actually, not many outdoor activities. The International Monetary Fund has raised its forecast for the global economy for this year and next. The IMF now predicts growth of 6% in 2021 and 4.4% next year. 
This follows a sharp contraction due to the pandemic in 2020. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. The IMF says a way out of the health and economic crisis is increasingly visible due to vaccines and adaptations that people and businesses have made to the reduced mobility caused by the pandemic. But the recovery is diverging between countries due in part to variations in vaccine rollout and economic policy support, both of which are more difficult for developing countries. The IMF also expects increasing income inequality within countries. The economic impact of the pandemic has been especially severe for younger workers workers, women and those with relatively low levels of skills. The International Monetary Fund raised its 2021 growth forecast for China to 8.4%. The figure is 0.3 percentage points above the IMS January prediction and it would mark China's strongest growth rate since 2011. China was the only major economy to expand last year. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Prime Minister of New Zealand Jacinda Ardern has announced that quarantine-free travel between New Zealand and Australia will start on April the 19th. Speaking at a news conference, she said that successful management of the coronavirus over the last year meant that a two-way travel bubble could be created. One sacrifice that has been particularly hard for many to bear over the past year has been not being able to see friends and family who live in Australia. Our health response now gives us the opportunity to connect with loved ones again. Cabinet was presented with advice today that the conditions for opening up quarantine-free travel with Australia had been met. This is an important step forward in our COVID response. Talks are beginning in Vienna in an effort to salvage the 2015 nuclear deal, which was meant to ensure that Iran never acquires an atomic weapon. BBC's Bethany Bell says the talks will be far from straightforward. They're going to be difficult, they're going to be complicated. The Americans and the Iranians won't be sitting face to face in the same room. We understand that the talks are being held in one hotel, the American delegation is staying in another hotel. Diplomats from Europe shuttling in between the two. And both the Americans and the Iranians have said that they expect this to be a long, difficult, complicated process and no one is expecting a breakthrough uh, anytime soon. Indonesian officials say more than 80 people have died after a cyclone made landfall in the south of the country on Monday. Rescue efforts are continuing on remote islands and in neighbouring East Timor. Dozens of people are missing. BBC's Will Leonardo reports. Cyclone Saroja smashed into the islands of central Indonesia on Monday, causing widespread damage on Flores before moving on to East Timor. The number of dead and displaced has been climbing steadily. Rescue teams in helicopters are rushing to find dozens more who are thought to be missing underneath mountains of debris. Indonesian officials say that some villages on Lembata Island will never be inhabited again. Weather forecasters are warning that extreme conditions could continue in the region for several more days. The islands are used to flooding during the rainy season, but the head of Indonesia's weather service said tropical cyclones appear to be becoming more frequent. The bank Credit Suisse has announced that two senior executives are leaving over losses incurred in connection with two, with two struggling financial firms. The bank also said that it is likely to have made an overall loss of more than 900 million US dollars in the first quarter of the year as a result. BBC's Andrew Walker reports. 
Credit Suisse said it had to set aside more than $4.5 billion to cover losses it made on deals with an American hedge fund, Archegos. The fund lost money on stock market investments. The bank is still assessing the financial damage done by its dealings with another firm, Greensill Capital, which has separately been embroiled in controversy in Britain over lobbying done on its behalf by the former Prime Minister, David Cameron. Two senior executives are leaving the bank in the wake of the losses, the head of the investment banking operation and the chief risk and compliance officer. To sport and in football, all eyes will be on the Champions League overnight. Liverpool take on Real Madrid, looking for revenge for their defeat in the 2018 final. The match between the runaway English Premier League leaders Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund will be the first time that Ilkay Gundogan will have faced his old club since leaving for City in 2016. His manager Pep Guardiola says the club's top scorer this season deserves all the plaudits he's been receiving. He deserves this role of a leadership through what he has done on the pitch. He's thinking not judging himself, thinking about what is the best for the team. And when this kind of things happen, always at the end, you have these rewards and you deserve what you got. Concerns are growing in Japan over the Tokyo Olympics after North Korea announced it was pulling out to protect its athletes from coronavirus. Games organisers are said to be extremely anxious over Pyongyang's withdrawal, fearing more countries may follow suit. Here's the BBC's Rupert Wingfield-Hayes. North Korea has now said it is pulling out of the Tokyo Olympic Games because of fears for the health of its team. And the organisers of the Diving World Cup have cancelled their event in Tokyo later this month for similar reasons. All of this does not bode well, with less than four months to go until the Tokyo Games are due to open. But the biggest threat to the Games comes from a new wave of COVID infections. On Monday, Osaka recorded more new infections for that city than on any other day since the pandemic began. To end the news, top stories once again. Police arrest a man for allegedly molesting a 12-year-old girl during a burglary. And Hong Kong reports three new local COVID cases, but all are traceable. And that's the news from RTHK.
getting us started for the second hour of the late show for this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. That, of course, is bad manners and lip off at it. I'm Simon Wilson sitting in for the world's most durable DJ. Uncle Ray is safe and sound. He's sheltering in place during the COVID spike and will return as soon as it's safe to do so. Enjoying some time off. Yeah, well-deserved rest. In the meantime, playing music of the 50s through 80s for the next or 17 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with some assorted ballads and easy listening. If there's something you'd like to hear, 2338266 is the number. Staying in the 1980s with the sound of dollar. Uh, I remember this one. Oh, la meur. 